0: What's up everyone, welcome back to the Trade Fire Podcast. In this episode, we are jumping in the breakthrough series where I sit down with Jeff, he is a software salesperson Uh, turned painting contractor, and he's wanting to run his painting business and also maintain uh, his software sales job. So we dive into the dynamics of what it's going to be for him to be able to just focus on sales and marketing and have someone else handle production. Uh, Really interesting episode. Excited for you to dive in to this conversation. Welcome to the Trade Thrive Breakthrough Series. In these episodes, you're going to find contractors just like you dealing with real life, real world, real business problems. I'm going to help contractors break through the barriers that are stopping them from growth. In these episodes, you're going to find that the same problems that you're dealing with in your business are the same ones that other contractors are dealing with as well. And we're going to get to the bottom of them. So tune in and get excited because the Breakthrough Series is happening now. All right. Cool. All right. Welcome everyone. This is the business breakthrough series. Um, I'm here with my friend, Jeff. He's uh, been uh, awesome and jumping in with us, getting this going. And first, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, Jeff. You know, Why don't you tell us a little about where you are in your business right now? What is the day-to-day look like for you? Um, I know that you're in the early stages, so this is good. So tell me what's going on.
1: Yeah, sure. So we're very, very early stages. Uh, really just launched last month. And you know, started up with the website creation and getting the branding done, right. um, starting the roots of a business model. We did our first job last week. We just finished okay. on Sunday. We have a couple quotes out right now, working on lining up the next job, but really trying to get all the systems and processes in order.
0: Yeah. So the good news is, is that you know you're not in a paint truck right now. You're actually looks like you're in an office or something like that. So what is your role in your company?
1: Yeah, sure. So some background on me, really, really quick. I actually I. I work full-time in, in software sales, in okay. enterprise software sales, okay. and this is, you know, I, I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Um, actually, uh, really quickly, the, the reason behind starting the company, a few things happened, but my wife and I and young daughter, we bought a, we moved to a house in June in New Jersey, yeah. and, you know, we needed like three or four different odd jobs done around the house, HVAC and carpet. and Yeah. The service. Yeah. Oh, but you know, I'm logging on to Google. I'm looking for the first two or three. I'm reaching out to them and it's crazy. You don't hear back. You don't. People, people came to my house and gave, said they were going to give a quote and just never got back to me on quotes. And I compare this with what I'm doing day to day. I'm working in enterprise software sales where we're giving them white glove service and we're walking them through these deal cycles. And, um, totally different. And so, yeah, I think there's an opportunity in the service business to just deliver really good customer service and always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. So um, that's what brought me here.
0: Cool. So you come in kind of with the same, you know, I would say approach that I did when I first came in was business first, uh, customer service, all that stuff, production second, which I usually am in the position of teaching people who are production first to actually, Learn what you already know and what's natural to both of us from our experiences to actually be sales and customer service first, production second. So, but that also leaves you with the challenge is that you have to figure out how to produce jobs. So, what's that been like for you?
1: Yeah, so I, I really am still learning a ton. I started from yeah. scratch and, and full disclosure, um, I, I've never painted, um, I'm, I'm subbing the work out. I have a couple people I know in the business, and a couple people that I found, right. and and just working out the kinks of that. But I had I had a lot, and still have a lot to learn about the business. Sure. But I, I think the most important thing, and we talked about this a little bit, just getting a system in place. So you know, we did the first job last weekend, and I have a whole list of things nice. that um, could have went wrong, went good, went bad, right? Went right. I, I mean, yeah. the end of the day, I got a great text from the customer, and she right. was really happy and. They're thrilled with how things came out, but behind the scenes, there were five or six or seven different things that i um, just got to iron out the details of because right now I'm putting a lot of time into it and I'm fine okay. with that now, but the goal is to get to a place where it's more yeah. passive and it's running itself.
0: Yeah. And that's possible. It is. And, and just kind of before we dive into some of the details, are you, are you at a point where you are planning on kind of like leaving your software job? Or is this something that you want to keep as some sort of side hustle? What is, the, what is the goal in that regard?
1: I would like to keep it as more of a side hustle. I mean, listen, we'll see where things go. Sure. Um, I'm not leaving the, the software job anytime soon. Yeah. But I, I think for now, if I can, you know, I've always wanted to do something. Of your own. Of, of my own, right. I mean, I've dabbled in real estate and I, I've done a few different things, but I've always wanted to take a stab at this. I turned 30 in August and had like a, an Early midlife crisis, I guess, and said, "Let me just yeah. you know. a baby. A baby will help with that. That's right. Yeah, will help with that. Um, so,
0: so you know, all that, all that to be considered. What I'm looking at right now is somebody who knows sales, who knows marketing, who has a has good customer service skills. Okay, but the production aspect is where many people in that regard um, fall short. How are you maintaining tabs
1: on production while you're working? It's a great question. So, then it is stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing I need to iron out. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, I have this, um, this urge and this tendency, not tendency, but I want to put up this facade that I know what I'm doing, especially when it comes to, I I gave a quote last night. I'm in a customer's house. I'm by myself. I didn't bring any, any guys with me. Um, but I think like at the end of the day, I just have to be really transparent with them. And if I don't know something, don't, I I can't pretend like I know it because It's going to come off as disingenuous. It's going to bite me in the butt. Right. Um, so when I don't know something, admitting I don't know it, and then learning about it, I you know, I didn't even know what, what cutting and spraying, all this stuff I'm learning, I didn't know yeah. a month ago. So I'm yeah. really starting. So why, at,
0: so why the painting business? What, 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 out of all the trades, so you had all these experiences with each trade, Why? The, what, what made the painting business the business that you chose?
1: Yeah, also a good question. Um, so I have a, a, a friend who has a full-time job, but yeah. paints on the side. And he painted our whole house, and he's painted a lot of our friends' house, and he just does it as you know. He he, it, you know, in a past life worked for sure. a painting company and a great painter. Sure. Um, and so I, I've leveraged him a little bit and, sure. and and saw the work that he can do, and um, he's been a big help. And right. you know,
0: so he's your subcontractor.
1: This yeah, guy. he's exactly. Okay, so let's talk numbers. What is the percentage sure. split? So I'm still working on exactly how to split it. Um, the way that it's being divvied out at least on the first job and going forward to the second job is he has a number that he wants to get to on a per day basis. He wants to make three, 350 a day, give or take. Um, and I want to have him as sort of a project manager, managing the other subcontractors. So on the job we just did, we had other guys there. Um, we were paying them 250 a day. My friend was more of a manager role, managing the day to day. And you asked about how do I ensure the quality of production? Um, you know, so my partners is, is a guy that I trust and can maintain that.
0: Okay. So is this a partnership or is this a friend? Is, we're, like, is that like legitimate? or is It's it- not
1: a partnership in the sense that he has an ownership of the business. It's more of a partnership in the sense that we both have a common goal here. That's to, okay. to grow this business, make more Probably money. The better yeah. I do, the more jobs we get, the more he's making and, Interesting. So- and I'm taking off the top.
0: Okay. Which, which is good. So you didn't give any up, up any equity out of it. Right. You're just giving profit away, which exactly. you know, is, 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 is okay. Because for you, this isn't your, your main source of income. Um, you know, but where I like looking at this situation and then part of this is what if I were in this situation right now and I'm, and I'm seeing you and I know that you probably, and I'm going to use this analogy, like you're in this like glass um, container and you want to like explode and go out there and sell jobs and like because you know the upside of your own business you're seeing it you know through just this one job and you're going to start seeing it over and over and over and over again um, and I think that there will be a time where you actually do want to make that decision to transition because the reality of the reality of it is if you want to be completely hands-off and I've dealt with people that actually bought franchises and I might have talked to you was yeah it you I talked about about yep. me buying a franchise Because what you're doing essentially is you're trying to create the systems and be independent of the systems, which means that I think that this person has to be maximized to to do both roles of sales and project management. Cause I know he has sales experience. So is he going out and doing the estimates too, or are you responsible for the estimates?
1: So I'm ultimately going to be responsible for the estimates. I mean, he's I'm consulting with him, especially because okay. I need to estimate how much time it's going to take. And I'm still learning that part of the business. Um, so he, I mean, you know, I, I gave my fir- first quote last night by myself. I okay. called him right after just to get a sense of, of, of like the range. How okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, the idea, the, the goal is for me to be doing all the sales and marketing. I find a lead, I go give the estimate, I say, this is the price. And then my partner is, you know, he's doing two, three days of work. I'm paying him that premium to be that project manager and manage contractors. Okay. So, let me ask you this. You got this guy
0: throughout the day and you're paying him $350 a day. It's good pay for a day. Yep. Okay. If he's in a supervision role, if especially if you found another subcontractor team, he's not working with them. He's just overseeing them. He's probably not hands-on at that point, is he?
1: What do you mean? Is he physically painting? Right now he is. With the crew. Yeah.
0: Okay. So also, let me ask you this. And you probably, I would say, l- let's start here. How many estimates are you doing in a week?
1: So again, we, you know, this is a week live and we've okay. been doing one or two estimates a week.
0: One or two estimates. When it gets to four to eight, it's going to be hard to fit those estimate times in your schedule because I assume, are you working from home? I am. Okay. So you're able to pop out of the house whenever you need to and go?
1: Fortunately, yes, for now.
0: Perfect. Is that going to change once COVID's done?
1: Yeah. Once COVID gets back to normal, I you're normally travel for my job and yeah, it's going to be more limited. Back
0: to the office. Okay. So where, what I would think of is like this person, number one, your paint knowledge is probably a 0. 0.5 on a scale of 10. You've admitted that, which is okay. You're going to learn as you go. What, you're, what you really need to do is you need to increase your closing ratio. And really, when you go and do an estimate, you're only really only selling your ability to be great at customer service and your ability to promise this excellent job. Right. Unfortunately, that's great and all. But if you get somebody in there that sells product knowledge, and I'll give you an example, I had a landscaping guy, this guy was telling me about the tree that he was going to put in the type of mulch he was going to put in the different things he needs to do you know, and he had the, the eye, bro, you know, that eye when he's looking at the things up, oh, you need to do that. So your guy has that eye. And I think what happened for me is in early stages, I felt like I had to be there and do these estimates. I had to be the one because I all I knew was sales and marketing. That was my comfort zone. And I built my business off of that. But then when COVID hit, I realized that I don't need to physically be doing the estimates. So what I did was I created a role in my company. I actually have the supervisor who's doing what your guys do. What's his name? So I can refer so I've, I have the supervisor who's doing what Mike is doing. He's actually painting some jobs to help us that's stay afloat. He jumps between both crews to make sure the jobs are going smooth. He um, is responsible for setting up the job. So I usually have him there on the first day. He's responsible for doing the final punch around, walk around um, to make sure the customer is 100% satisfied. This is the guy I call eight times a day if I need something, making sure everything's going smooth, which if you grow, that's that what's gonna happen. I opened up a role for him to go and do all the estimates not sell the jobs, he's estimating. So estimating, totally different aspects of the business. Estimating his measurements, pictures, answering questions. The estimating part of is part of the ultimate sale. But I piggybacked off the value that he built when I made the phone call from the office, I was able to continue that momentum. So as soon as he left, what did I do? Picked up the phone, hey, how did Chris do? Okay, great, now I'm gonna pick up where I'm best at. And I'm not driving in the car to do, because to keep two crews busy, to do seven figures in revenue, we do about 70 to 80 estimates in a month, okay? If you think about that, if each, each estimate requires me to drive 50 miles, that's 4,000 to 5,000 miles a month, which if 50 miles, it's, you're talking about a ton of extra time that I've now saved, which to me, isn't that big of a deal, but to you is huge, so- you're not only going to maximize Mike's dollar that you're paying him for actually having him show up to the jobs. You're going to create a level of trust because you know that you're not going to be physically present on the job, but Mike is, and they already know Mike because he was there to do the estimate.
1: Right. estimate.
0: You see Absolutely. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And it's funny you say that. So the first, you know, the first job we did and the first few estimates Mike came with, and it, I think it was it was crucial to have him there because he's able to give a more accurate right. estimate than I am. He can and, and you know the job I get I quoted yesterday was relatively straightforward, but a few of them had, you know, the walls a little slanted, their spackle work right. like it was a little bit more involved and a little right. bit above my head. Right. Um, so he was able to share that product knowledge and make us you know right. out to be experts, which is huge. Right. And then when the job starts, they know this is the guy Mike who I met during the estimate, and there's right. that that cohesion. Right. Um, I, I think you make some really good points. I think I have a little bit of, uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm an over-controlling person, but I want, it's your comfort zone. That's yeah. Right. What I, and I, I, and I also want to be able to, to sell there too, because, you know, I've, I've been doing, I've been going in with like. 10 to $15, like Dunkin' gift cards and a little like uh, write-up, a handwritten yep. thing. Thank you for the, you know, the yep. opportunity and Great. really trying to like stand out because sure. and wear nice clothes, you know, not soup suit, but just wear jeans and clean sure. clothes and everything sure. and really be professional.
0: Sure. So, so, and I'm, I'm, you know, coming from my point of view, again, I know how hard it was to divorce what I was best at, but you have to remember you and I are building a relationship right now over a video chat. Okay. It's the same emotional intensity as it would be if I was standing there. Not as much, you know, but the phone is just a little bit less than that. And you work on the phone. You and I both know that majority of the sales that you're doing in your software company are done virtually. You never meet the people you actually sell to. So you have to realize that what you're trying to do, you have by nature, the need to overcompensate because you're usually competing with other software companies who know the game. You have to remember in the painting business, the standards are so low. Showing up on time is literally you've already set yourself apart. If you That's buy right. Mike a Polo with your company on it, you're already setting yourself apart. You know, so, so, you know, again, the goal would be to free you from that because ultimately you're going to find yourself in a position where you're ultimately going to have to do it because you're going to have to go back to the brick and mortar of your, your company and they're not going to be okay with you running and doing painting estimates. And
1: Correct. you don't want
0: to tell people no. They're going to say, okay, listen, I only have one, one o'clock available, you know, because other people do work they're not going to be able to fit it within your after work schedule or maybe your before work schedule. You're going to be driving yourself nuts. Mm -hmm. Right? So plan ahead. That's all I'm saying is plan ahead. Give Mike the full authority to go to the jobs, take pictures, ask questions, give him a structured set of questions he needs to ask. One question I have Chris ask, he has no sales experience, but we haven't missed a beat. Never sold anything in his life. Okay. He's just, you know, but he's a very personable person. He's worked with our crews. He can answer any question at all that comes up great okay so one question i have him ask or, or relay back to me is what is one thing you learned about the customer that is not related to the project so he has somebody that says oh this is a retired nypd police officer because really what sales is, is about building connection i want 100%. him to hang in there i want him to, to ask questions oh this person doesn't have a good relationship.
1: up or whatever
0: yeah this person doesn't Uh, uh, doesn't uh, have a good relationship with their daughter and says that they missed their daughter. You know, so that means that he connected with them. And when I see that, I can actually piggyback on some of those responses and say, oh, Chris said you got in a car accident a couple weeks ago and you're recovering. So we want to make sure that if we paint your master bedroom or your house, we're going to paint your master bedroom first so you can get back into that room. Right. So however you set up those parameters will allow you to do what you do best. And I'm saying that maybe for one to two estimates, it works. But again, if you're trending to we going back to work, you can actually create this system ahead of time. That's, that's, I would say my best advice for what you have going on currently.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So, but again, I know, I know you in the beginning stages of your business, you want to be there. You want to be, build that relationship, but being strategic and being a hands-off owner, which if you were if you were going to quit your job, I'd say definitely, man, get in the field, do those estimates on the spot. And again, if you need the work and you know that you're going to close it on the spot, are you providing the estimates on the spot?
1: For the most part, yeah. I didn't do it last night, but okay. I'm trying so, to. Yeah, trying to. Is that what you do
0: in the beginning? Yes, every yeah. estimate I did was on the spot, of course, because you have the ability to handle objections. You can
1: close. Yeah. How I does this sell. compare to other estimates? Right. Exactly.
0: Have you ever sold um, anything face-to-face before or has most of your sales been remote? Like, have you ever no, I, I've done face-to-face too? Yeah. Okay. So I've done car sales and yep. you know, I've seen it too many times to to not accept it as truth that when someone's in front of you, even if they say no, you have the ability to overcome those objections a lot more than somebody be able to hang up the phone, not answer you, not respond to your emails. So I use it like this, you know, but we have a good enough lead time to where I could shoot out, we could, do, we could do 80 estimates. I could shoot them all out at the profit margin I want to hit. And I can shoot them all out virtually at this point and be okay with losing 75% of them. And if the 25% of them say yes, which on average they do, because my ratio has dropped since I'm doing a lot of things virtually now, um, we're able to maintain what we need to in order to stay busy. So that's kind of a a lot farther ahead than where you're at. But looking at the trajectory, it's like anything, dude. Like I'll say like, if you're flying an airplane, if you don't get that trajectory right in the beginning, you're going to end up somewhere. And I'm looking at where you're heading. And if your reputation is good, if you get good Google reviews, which I'm sure is a focus for you. Yep. Yeah. So eventually people are going to start finding you. They're going to want to work with you. It's going to happen, dude. It's a law. It's a law of averages. You look, every house needs to be painted inside and out. So it's like, You're going to get calls. You're going to be successful. Can you maintain that success when you're not fully in the business? Right. So these franchises hire people just like Mike to do both project management and what I'm telling you to have Mike do, but they don't, but normally they have somebody close the deal. And I'm saying that it would be better for you to actually follow up on his behalf.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: You know, and and do the closing over the phone. And Mm -hmm. usually when I do it, I send the estimate and then I call immediately after
1: you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So can I, can, I could can see when they open it. You
1: can see when they open it. Right.
0: So I'm like, Hey, did you receive it? I know they saw it. Yeah. You uh, know, <laughs> I don't, I wait until they open it. And then, yeah. you know, cause if I call them, Oh, did you get, it? no, we didn't get it yet. Okay. There's nothing to talk about, but I have to make sure they opened it first. And I say, okay, do you have any questions? Oh, well not yet. Or a lady the other day. Oh, it's too high. I sat on the phone and told her why it wasn't too high and she hired us. Hmm. So, you know, just hanging in there. Yep. Yep. So what questions do you have? Is there any feedback you have for me in terms of like directionally? Um, I'm sure you have a lot. Maybe you don't remember them quite yet because you're in the very early stages of this, but I've been through it all, dude.
1: Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is a lot of the things I need to iron out is just around the communication on the job. I mean, okay. you know, so this past weekend I had like the subcontractors calling me. I had Mike calling me. So I why like- were
0: the subcontractors calling you? Did you find them? Did you hire them or did I Mike did. hire them? So no, they, were, they know
1: you. Yep. Where'd you find them? I put an ad on Craigslist and got wow. a ton of hits and just interviewed a handful. And wow. yeah, I mean, I, I still need to refine the process. I still need to really, so, oh yeah. So we were supposed to start on Thursday, Thursday of last week. We did start on Thursday, Mike, Mike, and I told him, you know, another guy and talked to the guy on, I did a bunch of interviews and phone conversations. This guy has experience, everything. Um, talked to him on the previous Sunday, four or five days before, Hey, you good for Thursday. Here's the address. Great. I I talked to him on Wednesday, the day before I said, Hey, we're on for tomorrow. Right. I said, what kind of, I I brought the guy's breakfast. What kind of breakfast sandwich do you want? You want a bagel? Great. Okay. (laughs) And no showed nothing. Which it's I know, which yeah. I know is a risk. Like I, I know that that is a potential to happen. Yeah, um, but dude, the
0: stress alone that that causes is worth investing in loyal people.
1: Oh yeah, and, and I think that'll come with time, like sure. learning who is. And yeah. you know, then I found. So really, the,
0: this is a different crew than who is working for you now.
1: Well, it, this one guy. It was, I was looking for somebody to help out, Mike. Got gotcha. guys for this. Gotcha. Um, gotcha and I went, I interviewed a bunch of guys yeah. and I, this guy seemed good. He had great experience. He was well-spoken, everything. And listen, I don't know if he got a better, another job that was better or whatever. Send him a couple texts, send him a couple calls. What were you, it. what
0: did you, what did you promise and pay wise? Just 250
1: seriously? a day. Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? And he yep.
0: no showed on 250 a day.
1: No showed. Yeah.
0: Dude, you're seriously overpaying for daily labor. Am I? absolutely because at that point you have to understand what you should be doing if you're doing it like that on a one-to-one ratio yeah where you're saying well you're not looking for a company you're looking for individuals yeah 50 a day bro you know what's that breakdown hourly
1: 30 bucks an hour for a full day Wow,
0: dude 30 bucks an hour like that's insane i know you're in new york so yeah yeah a-
1: we're in a we're in a a, a- Higher cost of living. I get it. But if
0: you're going to invest $30 an hour on an individual who has no loyalty to you whatsoever, mm. it's worth it to find an employee and shove them under Mike. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's so worth it because you're going to pay 25 for an employee that has a hundred percent vested interest in showing up for your company. Now, again, the sub model is, is beautiful at its, at its, at its you know it's beautiful when you look at it from a company that's crushing it with subs they've built relationships for years yeah. they know exactly like my father-in-law is a subcontractor of our company and he does crown molding i've never been to one of his jobs it's phenomenal i can sell it with my eyes closed okay mm-hmm. that is that is subcontracting at its finest but if you're in a position where you have no relationships which you really don't yet you have mike i have one Right. So you have Mike who knows the business back and forth. He just needs two helpers under him. You know this, okay. Yeah. Who you could pay a, a high level helper who can run the job. That's what I would look for. Somebody who can run the job, who knows spraying, cutting, rolling, the whole nine, good personality, pay him 25 to 28 an hour. You'll get top tier talent up in New York. I think the average is 22 to 25.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so I, I figured especially early on, I was, I was hedging against this happening by over. Like I, I, I think I realized that I was overpaying a little bit, but. Right. But I, I figured it doesn't like, matter,
0: but you're, but you're looking for subs. Dude, these guys can, can go and paint their own house and make two grand. It might take them two weeks. So you're looking for subs and trying to pay them a employee rate. They're thinking two fifty a day. I can go paint um, a set of kitchen cabinets for four grand. It'll take me a month and I'll work for myself. Right. But If you market looking for employees, these people are used to that steady paycheck. Not only are they used to it, they've either made the mistake of trying to go into business by themselves and realize mm-hmm. how stressful it was. They never did it right. It so the it. they've already accepted the fact that it's actually better to find steady employment, make 800 a week. Over the course of a month, not have to worry about finding jobs, not have to worry about customer service aside from on job customer service. Okay, it's because you marketed it wrong. You're looking for subs, so you give a sub two fifty. That's nothing, mm-hmm. right? But if you give an employee two fifty a day, they know that it, that's that's cheddar,
1: right? You know, I so just don't have the, the steady volume yet.
0: It'll you'll create it when you know that you dude you have an, you have you have Mike to take care of. So you're obviously motivated to find more work. But let me tell yeah. you something. You and I both know if the product is good, the sales sells itself. Sure. So you're, you know that you don't really have full confidence in your product right now. But once you know that you have Mike, you have Joe, who's phenomenal, he does a great job. And you have Billy who's learning and you're paying him 16 bucks an hour. You have this crew of three. You know, they're going to do a phenomenal job. You're going to sell so confidently knowing that they're going to show up on time, knowing that Mike's not going to be stressed because he has two guys he can count on. He can run, do a quick estimate, come back and he's building a team underneath him, then at that point, bro, sales is cake, bro. Because mm. you, you're confident and you can't, it's hard to sell when you know you're lying to people. Like, how can you honestly, like, it's hard for you. Hey, when are the painters going to come? Dude, you're probably like, um, in your head, you're like, I hope they show up at, <laughs> you know. Right. I hope Mike doesn't have to paint this house by himself, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's worth it, dude. It's worth it. Okay. You know, you get those employees and you're going to build such a, a team and a culture and, and this, and this, and this pe- people that have your back, you know, I have nine employees. I know exactly what that's like. I did the sub route just like you did really? ran, ran into the same issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so that's, that's something that, again, it, it would be worth the investment in looking into. You can okay. use subs to keep you going, but once you get those employees, dude, you're going to be so much more motivated to find work,
1: you know? Right. Yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, because these guys are counting on you. Yeah, it's like a baby, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I just had I I just had a baby too, man. The work the work intensity went up a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so,
0: but I think that'll that'll I think wrap us up, man. Did you get something out of this today, bro? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. I appreciate
0: it. Awesome. And I hope to connect with you again, and hopefully this won't be the last time you know we connect, and uh, you know, um, dude, you're on on your way, man. What's the name of your company?
1: The Easy Painters.
0: Easy Painters. I yep. think you were working on the name right last Yeah. Summer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Easy painters. I like that. Yeah. Easy painters, easy process, you know, easy communication. That's, That's right. Great, hey, I really hope you enjoyed the breakthrough series. Um, hey, if you're interested in jumping in and allowing me to dive in and help you break down some barriers in your own business, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the next breakthrough series session where we will dive in we will figure out what's going on in your business I will give you actionable advice and you'll be able to use that advice and take your business to the next level so if you're interested in that reach out to me on Instagram however you need to reach out to me find me and we will set up a time for me to coach you through the barriers stopping you from growth